Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet, and we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio today. And today it's just Janet and I. We don't have any guests, and we are going to discuss the Free Market Medical Association and Free Market Medicine. We will be traveling to Dallas, Texas, um, coming Wednesday, and we will be going to the Free Market Medical Association Conference Thursday through Saturday. So, Janet, tell us a little bit about the conference. Well, it's super packed with people who are either interested or who are already practicing in the free market, um, providing services in healthcare, which is super exciting. Uh, Sean and I have been doing this for a long time and to connect with other providers throughout the industry. And that includes physicians, surgeons, anesthesiologists, uh, PAs, ARNPs, you name it. So we're super excited. So tell us, what is the definition of free market medicine? What makes it different than traditional medicine? Well, just like it sounds, free market. And um, so we take out the equation of insurance company or government intervention for insurance. So the nice thing about this is that consumers have an upfront um, pricing structure. So before they have any type of service, they know upfront what is expected and what the bottom line would be. So also known as transparent pricing, right? That's correct. Which, which, if you follow the story of transparent pricing, many people will say it's really difficult, but that's just not, that's a misnomer. It's a lie. It's a fallacy that's being told to us because these people have been able to offer services to clients throughout the United States being able to tell people upfront what their services are going to be as a fee um, before they even walk through the door. So are you telling me if you go to a traditional healthcare provider that bills insurance, there's not transparent pricing? Usually that is the case. And usually the story is you get either a dear look uh, into the headlight of a car, like what are you even talking about? Or you get, it's just not that easy, it's too difficult. And quite frankly, that's not the case because um, before insurance took over, physicians, hospitals, pharmacies uh, were offering services without that intervention. And, and so we're looking for that same type of service again. At affordable prices, most of the time the price is less. By the time uh, a consumer has had their insurance billed, the bill that they pay afterwards is more than what they would have paid with cash up front. So what about service? You said price is, is, is lower, but what about service? Right. So a lot of times we equate higher prices with better service or better quality, and that's just not the case because... If you think about the fact that these people are offering, offering these services over time, they're really good at what they do. And so they can offer it at a lower price, at a better quality. And people between the patient, the doctor, the pharmacist, the radiologist, all that, people are much happier. Well, so tell our listeners and viewers, Janet, a little bit about the history of Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy and why 
20 years ago, we actually were pioneers and stopped billing insurance. And we were called crazy. We were told by families and friends. We were told by um, even some of our employees that we wouldn't be in business much longer. And and uh, 20 years later, many of our colleagues have went bankrupt trying to cash flow an insurance-based practice. Um, and meanwhile, we have 20 years later, we're thriving and we love what we do. So tell our listeners and viewers, Jan, a little bit of history about why we stopped billing insurance in 2002. Sure. Well, from a business standpoint, um, it just didn't make any sense to keep billing for something that I was waiting to hopefully be paid for within 90 days, um, which is crazy because I've already had to replace my inventory. I've already had other clients that need the product. And then hopefully you won't be audited and have to refund even though the product went out the door and the patients consumed it because the insurance company decided it was not an approved product for that client. And so on on my end of it, just financially, it made no sense at all. Um, the other part of it is that the interference that was happening between the prescriber, the doctor on the health professional side on what they thought was the correct treatment was being disrupted. It was the insurance company telling the provider what service had to be offered. And that just didn't sit well with me because I feel like sometimes if we take the step of of that out of the equation, the amount of time the client spent getting treatment the appropriate treatment, the quality of that service, and not having to wait, um, it just didn't make any sense to us. So we just decided that, you know, we're going to step out of that box and we're going to practice like patients have been treated for thousands of years. We didn't have this type of service prior to uh, Medicare and Medicaid. So why not act like we had been throughout history? Why not go back to our roots and actually treat clients up front? And what it meant to us is that we had to look at our pricing strategies and actually offer a service that was fair to the consumer and that they would agree to pay. And it's worked out beautifully. So is... Uh, free market medicine is it actually less expensive than traditional health, with than with traditional health insurance medicine? Most of the time it is because it's not being driven by outside medicine. So, for example, Big Pharma is not driving a product. So, if there has been a product on the market, at least on the pharmaceutical side, that works, we go with something that's affordable to the client and. A lot of times that discussion can happen between the pharmacist, the doctor, and the patient. And so there's not an outside source that's hovering over us saying, you know, well, I think you should have this or you should have that. And some of the new products I would never recommend to a client. So it really, from my standpoint, means that the consumer wins. Their health care is better. They get to have a same decision as to how to proceed and how they want to be treated. Well, I actually wrote a book about it. You talked about Medicare and Medicaid. And Medicare and Medicaid is actually fairly new when you look at it in, in the terms of health care. Um, you know, it was it was uh, enacted legislation in 1964. I wrote a book about this, and that's when Medicare and Medicaid came into play. And you know what is this? 70 years later, 60 years later, we're um, bound 70% plus of all healthcare is paid for by some kind of government service. So what happens when when the government pays for something? The providers, the healthcare providers, don't 
care about the price. So they can upcharge whatever they want. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they get paid that. But in the end, that's how healthcare gets expensive is because somebody else was paying the bills. So when a consumer directly pays the bills, it drives prices down, service up, and quality up. And I know that's so hard for some people to believe, but I wrote a book about it. It's called Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. It's the number one seller on Amazon in December 2019 when it was released in the Kindle form. It's also available in paperback, and I am working on the audiobook form. The audiobook form has been the most difficult out of all those, um, believe it or not. I did do the voice recording myself, and they're just really picky about wanting everything there with good audio. So we're working on that, so stay tuned for that. You can actually, Steph, if you will stream that, you can actually... Actually, if you want updates on the book, you can text the number that's on the screen and text, uh, is it sickened or book, Steph? Text sickened and text it to that number that's on the screen and you will get updates on the book, including the audio format when it'll be out. I'm hoping within the next month we'll have the audio book out. So, But what I do is I go into a little bit of history about how the government ruined healthcare and, and then how to fix it. I know a lot of people complain about, well, the government ruined healthcare, and you got doctors complaining about it and pharmacists complaining about it, but they don't have any answers. Well, first of all, one of the first answers is to educate and empower people to take charge of their own health. And I think if anything, over the last two years, that has became really, really clear, is that we don't want an insurance company, a hospital, or anybody else taking you know, total charge of our health. We need to be in charge of our own health to prevent ourselves from having to go and seek healthcare services. That's first and foremost. But also another one, and I write about it in chapter six, there's a six-step solution on how to fix healthcare. The first one, I'm giving you tips here, um, giving away the book too. Um, the first one is to educate and empower consumers to take charge of their own health. But one of those other six steps is for healthcare professionals, to get out of the system. Stop being accessories to the crime. Stop billing the insurance companies and act like you're you're doing a good service because you're not. You're not doing a good thing for the patient. You're increasing prices, you're decreasing service, and quality sucks too. And I think pretty much any patient would admit that over the last two years, four years, five years, 20 years, that healthcare services have declined, in quality and I'm um, just in service in general and prices have obviously escalated. So if you want to, if you want to be part of the fix, read my book, Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. Um, it's uh, on, you can get it on Amazon in, in, in a couple different forms. So I do, I do have a little statement about providers. Um, one of the biggest uh, conversation pieces that we have over the last few years has been basically a fear statement saying, how will I make an income when I transition? Because they're so used to the model and feel secure in it. And my answer to that is this, there are more consumers and more patients out there that call even our pharmacy regularly asking, who will see me? I can't get into my clinic until uh, three months or two months down the line. I can't get in today. I need to be seen. So if somebody just opened their door and offered basic family practice services for cash fee at a decent price, I honestly 
believe you could not go wrong because it is being asked for. We're just not listening. I think this is the only industry out there today where consumers, well, maybe there's a few others, but one of the highest demand for this type of practice. And honestly, I don't think you could go home uh, at the end of the day without being busy the whole entire day. Yeah, that's true. You just have to rethink the model. Um, And, you know, you just have to realize that patients are willing to seek you out if you offer something different. If you offer crappy service, like, you know, traditional and traditional healthcare, um, then yeah, you're not going to offer anything different. They're not going to pay you, but you can make make a good living and and have affordable prices. Um, We work with uh, a lot of direct primary care doctors all over the nation. And Seeing a doctor, seeing a, a healthcare professional, that's not expensive. It's really not. Um, you'd be surprised how affordable some of the monthly fees are. A lot of them have a monthly fee. And they're usually about 70 bucks for a month. You can see, have unlimited, unlimited appointments, unlimited visits with a healthcare professional. And, um, you know, whereas if you go into your typical insurance billing model, your insurance bills the doctor like 300 bucks. And you're going to have to pay 70 bucks anyway for a copay, but you don't get near the service. You don't get near the quality that you would um, than if you were paying uh, a direct primary care doctor um, because there's nobody in between you and the, you and the doctor. They've got to work for you because they don't have an insurance contract that's sending them patients. It's you. You're paying their bill. So they've got to, they've got to treat you well with good service at a good price. So, um, Janet, tell them about the history of our podcast. Wow. How long has it been? (laughs) October 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we started this because uh, as a podcast because we just felt like there were solutions or information that would be very accessible to consumers uh, that we had access to being on the uh, healthcare professional side that the lay public, um, even providers, uh, just, you know, how do I find it? Uh, how do I reach it? And also given alternatives. And the, the motive we have is that we want our people to be empowered to make their own choices and their own decisions because without that liberty, you just kind of pass through a system without any control. And that's not a good feeling. And I don't really believe that all the outcomes that we would expect for healthcare is there. So if consumers are back in the driver's seat and are making informed decisions, then we feel that we've done you a good service because sometimes we just depend on a professional to tell us what to do without even doing any groundwork. And I will tell you that the patients that have done groundwork and have access to information usually feel better about their outcomes. Well, I think one of the problems is that most people, unfortunately, they listen to their healthcare insurance. Right. And their healthcare insurance company They have networks and they tell them what doctor they can go to. Well, that's not necessarily the best doctor. That's just a doctor that signed a contract with that insurance company. So unfortunately, patients don't do a lot of their own research. And um, some of the best doctors don't, most of the best doctors don't take insurance, period. Because I believe if they did, they don't have to take insurance if they they, um, are a good doctor because they will get patients that way. And I will tell you as a healthcare professional, not having insurance contracts, it is very liberating. Janet did mention oh, that. Yeah. One of the nice things about it is, is that people come to us 
not because their insurance company told them, but because they chose us. Um, maybe a doctor sent them to us or they chose us because they found us. And it's based on price, it's based on quality, and it's based on service. That is very rewarding. I will tell you, in a typical healthcare practice, most doctors, physical therapists, pharmacists that bill insurance, the only reason those patients are coming to them is because they're on the preferred network provider list. And that's not very, doesn't make you feel very valuable as a healthcare professional. Right, Janet? Oh, I agree. And I think one of the things that has been lost in the shuffle is um, most doctors have taken a Hippocratic Oath. And I've heard Dr. Keith Smith talk about this. He's a director at the Oklahoma Surgical Center. And if you are bankrupting your patients, that oath has not been withheld or has not been honored. And it's a crime because if we look at statistics, the patients that are actually going bankrupt are not the ones that we would think. We think it's all the people that don't have coverage, but it's also patients who do have insurance. So there's something wrong with the system and it's it's real and it has to be fixed. And I think the way we take back um, is become informed as a public and also to have providers offer those services to the public at a, a market price. That is correct. And um, stay tuned for more because we're going to be updating you when we're, at, when we're at the Free Market Medical Association Conference. Um, hopefully, I'm going to g- get to see and meet Kennedy. She's going to be Kennedy um, Montgomery. She is the um, Lisa Kennedy Montgomery. She is the uh, keynote speaker on Saturday at the um, Free Market Medical Association Conference. And she was a VJ video jockey from MTV back in the in my college days, almost 30 mm-hmm. years ago. Well, over 30 years ago, I guess I started college. And um, so that's initially where I met her or saw her and um, actually was introduced to a lot of free market principles that uh, libertarian values. So um, you don't want to miss out because we're going to be updating, updating everyone on our um, stay at the Free Market Medical Association. And hopefully we'll, we'll get some good, good time with Kennedy. So um, stay tuned for that because we do have a live podcast Thursday, I think it's 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, that'll be Central Time because it's Dallas, so it'll be 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time. So you don't want to miss out for that because hopefully we'll have a special guest with us. So stay tuned for that. And as, as always, thank you for listening and watching Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you. Thank you.